Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and our guest today is a woman who leads a nonprofit that jumps into action when neighbors face a sudden life crisis. She is Polly Mendoza, the executive director of Neighbor Brigade. She's here today to spread awareness, discuss the mission of the organization, and of course to share some of the inspiring stories she's witnessed over the years. Good morning and welcome, Polly. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on the show. Oh, it is a pleasure. And I want to start with the name, Neighbor Brigade. When I look at that name, when I hear that word, the word brigade, it sort of conjures up images of people marching together for a common cause, which pretty much sums up what you guys are all about, right? It's neighbors helping neighbors. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, it's a team of people, of caring individuals in your town that want to help you get through a temporary crisis when you're going through a difficult time. Now, these people that are facing a crisis, what types of circumstances are people generally dealing with when they reach out to you for help? Yeah, that's a good question. So it does have to be temporary by nature, um, so nothing chronic um, long-term, but something temporary. So our most common situation is that somebody's going through cancer treatment. Um, they might also be having a surgery. Um, perhaps they got into a car accident, a recent death in the family, complicated pregnancy, anything that's really temporary by nature. So within a year, we're hoping that that person is healing and recovering um, and getting through you know, their crisis during that time. So roughly, um, on average, our typical service lasts from anywhere from one to four months, but it can get, go on for up to a year. And what type of services do you provide? Um, is it meals? Is it errands? What types of things? Yeah, so we want to cover your basic needs while you're in your crisis mode. And so the number one service that we do is meals. Um, and that really lightens the load for someone that might be going through chemotherapy or, you know, they can't get out of bed because they just had hip surgery. Um, and so the meal is the number one service that we provide. Someone can home cook a meal if they're, if they're you know, good in the kitchen. Um, but other people prefer just to buy a meal um, and and pick it up um, either pre-made at the supermarket or they can even um, go to a local restaurant, you know, if they wanted to be so kind and, and do that. So meals is the, is the uh, most common service that we have, but we have lots of others as well. Um, rides to medical appointments. So if their crisis is medically based, um, so again, cancer or surgery, um, we will take them to their doctor's appointments. Uh, to help them, um, you know, get through that time and, and make sure they're seeing their doctor and everything. Um, we also do rides to the pharmacy to pick up their prescriptions, and we can also do rides to the supermarket to help them do some shopping. Um, and then we do pet care, so non-boarding pet care. Um, our, our, one of our common activities that we do is dog walking. 
you know, when someone has a surgery, they've broken their leg, they've broken their arm, they can't take care of their pet anymore, and their pet is very much a part of their family. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that must be a big one, because people love their pets, and a pet doesn't understand that you can't take it for a walk, or... uh, So that's that's a big one, I'm sure. And you know what? It's all free, which is what... I don't, I was just like, wow, how do they do that? So are all the services donated? The services come from the volunteers themselves, which is beautiful. So you have somebody in your town that is buying the ingredients and cooking a meal, or they're driving the person in their car, or they're, um, you know, if, if they can't afford to help in those ways, they can walk a dog, which is, you know, it just takes time. It doesn't take any, um, you know, monetary assistance on the part of the volunteer. So, um, so it's completely free to the recipient who's receiving services, um, but obviously if you're a volunteer, you're paying for some of the ingredients that go into the food and things like that. But for anyone who needs the services, it's 100% free. There are no requirements. You know, there are no um, parameters. Anyone um, can receive the services, and that's what makes it so special because it's inclusive to everybody in the community. And that's what I was going to ask you, how do people qualify? But I guess that's not the right word to use because you don't have to qualify. How do people find you? Yeah, so you don't have to qualify. The only thing that you need to remember is it does have to be temporary by nature. So one of the common confusions that some people might have is um, they'll call on behalf of an aging parent, let's say, and they'll say, you know, my my uh, mother is um, 90 years old and she's frail um, and she needs help. Unfortunately, that's not the best fit for us. We right. will always give them referrals to places that can help them. Um, and we've got some great resources. Our policy is never to say no. If we do have to say no to our own services, we say, we say no, but we have this service for you um, that we can offer to you. So... Um, So the only thing that makes them qualify is that it does need to be a crisis that's temporary by nature and not 100% related to their financial situation. Um, So if it's, you know, someone's car broke down, they can't afford to pay to fix the car, and then they can't get to their annual checkup at the doctor, that wouldn't be a fit because that is 100% financial, and it's just an annual checkup. It's not for cancer treatments. But their car broke down and they're going to cancer treatments, okay, the cancer is temporary, we can swoop in um, and the brigade will come and help them out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's actually a really important clarification. Yep. Uh, and I want to talk about how widespread you guys are. I was surprised about this. Neighbor Brigade has 33 chapters. Many are here in the Boston area. Are they all run by volunteers? They are. So we have 27 are in Massachusetts, but we have six others in other states, and we're growing. Each year we add on about five or six new chapters on average. So um, just in 2016, we started expanding into Connecticut, Maine, Rhode Island. Um, 2017, we saw New Jersey come in um, to the picture. And then just in 2018, we opened up our first West Coast chapters in Seattle. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's fun to see it expanding. And every time we expand, it's because someone was somehow affected, either directly or indirectly, from our services in Massachusetts. Um, and so they had a family member or they had a friend who received services. They were so inspired by it that they wanted to bring it to their town. Um, and so that's how chapters start. We don't um, push chapters on any town or any person. It is 100% a volunteer 
in that town, and they're called the chapter leaders, so they're the head volunteer, uh, and they're the ones that want to bring it to their town. So they act as a point person, and they do the community outreach for us. Um, so we provide a lot of marketing materials, brochures. Um, we'll get information up on local websites and agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, but that person is the point person, and so it's just a caring individual in a town that wants to bring this free service to their town, and, and it's great for volunteers to get engaged and get involved in helping people um, that might actually be their neighbor. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and we're chatting with Polly Mendoza, the executive director of Neighbor Brigade, an organization that works to support people who are facing a sudden life crisis. Polly has been sharing the mission, the reliance on volunteers, and the impact the work has in the community. Let's get back to our conversation. And it's it's really cool, like you said, it's probably somebody who has a personal connection to the organization, whether they've been involved as a volunteer providing a service or whether they've been a recipient um, and, and they have seen the impact and the difference it makes. And then they want to carry that on and bring it to another community. That's right. You know, it's interesting. So our most dedicated volunteers, the ones that sign up, you know, every week to do something are often the ones who received services maybe two, three years ago, and they know what it felt like to have that helping hand in their worst time when they most needed it. And how beautiful to have somebody who you actually don't know. You know, it's one thing to have your friends and family, which is great. Some people don't have that network. But then to have someone that you've never met before, they might live a couple miles away from you, Mm -hmm. reach out and you know, take the time to cook a meal, take the time out of their day to drive them to an appointment. I mean, there's something really special and beautiful about that connection. And sometimes, you know, I I do the chapter in my town, and and I see friendships form, people who have never met before, but because of this, um, you know, act of kindness, they've built a new friendship, and that can be a lifelong friendship. It's really neat to see. That's so cool. And and I can imagine... um, when you have a family member bring something, not that it's not important and you don't feel good about that, but it's different when a stranger shows up because you don't, it's not an obligation, right? Right. It's not like, oh, well, they, you know, they have to come and whatever. This is somebody who truly authentically, just from the goodness of their heart, has come to provide some assistance or relief to you. That's right. That's right. And oftentimes we'll hear our recipients say, oh my gosh, I wish I had reached out to you guys sooner. You know, it's hard accept that you're in crisis mode and it's hard to um, you know reach out for help and just accept that help but mm-hmm. help is out there that's what we're here for that's why the volunteers sign up they want to help and so they're ready and waiting and the, the recipients always say oh if I had only reached out a little bit sooner you know yes <laughs> I want to talk a little bit, Polly, about the charity's roots, because it all began with a woman by the name of Pam Washick. Tell me a little bit about her and her legacy. Yeah, so, you know, there's always um, people that you hear about in your life that you wish you had met personally. I, I wish I had met her, but um, I do feel like I get to know her personality and who she was through the volunteers that are still with our organization that did meet her and were kind of recruited by her because she um, she was a, a Wayland resident um, and so local and 
she was diagnosed with cancer in 2002 okay. um, for the first time. And her and her dear friend, Jean Seiden, um, both were diagnosed right around the same time. And, and um, they would they would ride their bikes to chemotherapy together. And, you know, I can just imagine them on those bike rides talking about the support that they had. They both had a beautiful network of friends. They were friends and, and they had similar friends. And so their friends would cook them meals. They both had children. Pam had three, had three beautiful daughters um, and Jean had two children. And so they needed help getting their kids to activities. The, the kids were young at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got meals, they got pet care, you know, they got everything that Neighbor Brigade does now is because they received those services from their own friends. And when they went to chemotherapy, they saw a significant difference for people who had that support group and people who didn't. And they felt very blessed and very fortunate to have the support group, but they were always aware that not everyone has it, you know, for various reasons. Maybe you live far away from your family, um, you know, maybe your family has passed away, whatever reason, you just might not have that support group. So they wanted to make sure that everybody had that network, um, and they started Neighbor Brigade. Now, originally it was called the Wayland Angels, oh, okay. um, and so it was a beautiful name, but they didn't want, you know, they didn't want anyone who perhaps wasn't religious or um, for whatever reason not to um, join the group. And so they, they changed the name to Neighbor Brigade in 2010 when it formally became a nonprofit organization. So um, Pam, you know, started the Wayland Angels. She um, just expanded the network into so many different towns. Um, she applied for nonprofit status in 2010, and then unfortunately she lost her battle to cancer in 2012. Um, but her legacy just lives on in the acts of kindness that are done every day all across Massachusetts, and it was her dream to have it expand into other states, and we're so happy that we can carry out her dream for her, um, and we're now growing into other states, which is exciting. That's really exciting. What do you think Pam would say today about Neighbor Brigade and sort of how far you've come, you've grown it? Yeah, you know, I I hope um, and I feel that she would just be so thrilled and touched by all the stories that we continue to hear of neighbors helping neighbors um, in in just with such basic needs. Um, I so last year was our fifth anniversary of Pam's Run, um, and I can talk a little bit about Pam's Run as well. But um, because it was the fifth anniversary of um, our organization's event, I went through all of Pam's books. I have a lot of her notebooks that were passed on to me um, of when she was starting the organization and she just she was um, just writing so you could see rapid fire of all her ideas um, and she wanted it to be an inclusive organization that really incorporated everybody in the community um, and last year we were so fortunate to get um, a significant grant from the Middlesex Charitable Savings Foundation um, in order to help us be more inclusive. We translated our brochures, um, thanks to a group called MAPA Translations. We translated our brochures to Spanish, Portuguese, and Chinese. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We're hoping to get more translations um, through other grants in the future as well, but we want to make sure everyone knows of our resource in the community, and I think Pam 
would really uh, approve of that. She would just be so happy to know that we're reaching out to everyone uh, in, in the in the towns where we have chapters because everyone knows how amazing it feels, you know, when someone reaches out that helping hand during your, your hardest time. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and we're chatting with Polly Mendoza, the executive director of Neighbor Brigade, an organization that works to support people who are facing a sudden life crisis. Polly has been sharing the mission, the reliance on volunteers, and the impact the work has in the community. Let's get back to our conversation. And tell us a little bit about the run. I know it's in the fall. Is it in October, Pam's run? It is. Okay. Yeah, so it's in October every year. We're coming up on our sixth annual Pam's run, which is October 14th. Um, and it's a Sunday. It's in Wayland. And it's turned into a beautiful community event. Um, we have a 5K, 10K, and so you can walk or run the 5K. And then the 10K is just for runners, and it's um, they have the chip timing and everything. Um and then we have a kids fun run so two to seven year olds can participate in their own run which is really neat to see they'll watch you know a parent or loved one do the big race and then they get to do do their own little race which is neat um and we've got zinnikin's waffle truck and we've got oh it's a true family affair it is it (laughs) is we've got um daddy's uh which is a music group you know a local music group and so it's a really fun event and it's in the fall which is just beautiful in new england um, and we get sponsors, you know, we have um, Lynch Tree Landscape, we've got Circle Furniture, we've got all these great businesses that have supported us um, to make the event possible, uh, and uh, it's just a great day. So for any walkers or runners or even just people who want to come and have a good time, um, you know, it, it's on October 14th in Wayland, and registration is open, um, and we're always looking for community sponsors as well if there's any businesses out there that would like to get involved uh, and support our efforts as well. Is there a website, Polly, that people can go to to get more information about it? Yeah, so pamsrun.com is the run website, and then you can also uh, find links to Pam's Run through our organization's website, which is neighborbrigade.org. And so both websites will give you information about the run, um, but Neighbor Brigade's website will also have information about our services and how to volunteer and how to sign up if you need to receive services uh, as well. Yeah, I wanted to say that. So neighborbrigade.org, you can donate there. You can find out how to get help if you need help. If you want to volunteer, I'm, I'm imagining that there's ways to volunteer even beyond showing up to somebody's house and knocking on the door that maybe you need administrative help or things like that as well? Yep, there are. There are always ways that people can help us. And so if they have more administrative skills, you know, maybe they want to help us with marketing, social media, um, handing out brochures to different places in their town. Those are always ways that people can help. Um, We also, each of our chapters throughout the year, we go above and beyond the regular services and we do community drives. So it's a great way when things might be a little slow because we kind of go through, um, you know, times that are really busy in our chapters and times that are a little bit slower. Sometimes the summers can be a little bit slower. So we'll do community drives. And so um, our chapters will partner up with a local organization, usually a nonprofit or a a town agency of some sort. So a food pantry, um, Dignity Matters is a local organization that helps homeless women, Uh, you know, we have churches that we partner with 
um, and we collect items that for whatever they need. So, for example, in Natick, they're collecting items um, for low-income families uh, that can't get back-to-school supplies. So they're doing that right now. They're collecting backpacks and school supplies, and they'll donate um, a whole bunch of backpacks to low-income families that are getting ready to go back to school. Um, so things like that. You know, some of our volunteers can only help during those community drives yeah. because they might work, you know, nine to five and just life is busy right now for them so they'll sign up for the community drive and help that way but you'll um, take that <laughs> yeah oh yeah we that's the beauty about neighbor brigade is we we pride ourselves in that you can volunteer once a year you can volunteer once a week we value everybody's time and you know both of those are are such a huge help um and we have different needs all year long so there's lots of ways to get involved and again, you know, if you're a local business owner and you want to support a chapter, you can be a chapter sponsor, um, and you can get your business some great marketing tools through um, through our connections. We have about 3,500 volunteers that are out there wow. doing service, and so you know, it's a great way for a local business owner who might want to um, reach out to the to those volunteers and uh, let them know about what they have to offer as well. And we, we're, we're almost out of time, but I want to ask one last question, and that is, as I speak to you, what strikes me is the um, the passion in your voice for what you do. You've been doing this a while, and yet you still talk about it like um, you just love every minute of it. And I want to ask you, what keeps you excited and so involved in this cause? Because you didn't know Pam, and yet you um, you talk so highly of her and of her legacy. Yeah, yeah, I love that question. Um, you know, when I first started working with Neighbor Brigade, I'll be honest, it was really hard to hear all of the stories. You know, we would have um, our recipients call requesting help, and, you know, you talk to them for 30 minutes to an hour to discuss what they're going through, and it, it was really hard for me. You know, I'd get off the phone and just start crying. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, these, you know, so many people out there are going through so many difficult times. But then I'd also get calls from volunteers saying, you know what, this just changed my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I was feeling bad about my own personal situation, and I got to help somebody else out. And now I just feel so much better about myself, and I know I'm helping my community. Um, And just the stories that you hear of people reaching out to one another um, in, in a beautiful way. It's uplifting. It makes you, you know, want to go to work the next day. It inspires you, and it makes you grateful for what you have. Um, and so, you know, I love my job. I love what I do. I feel very lucky uh, to be with Neighbor Brigade. Well, thank you so much. We're out of time, but thank you, Polly, for being with us on Exceptional Women today. We are so grateful for organizations like Neighbor Brigade, and we wish you continued success in your mission to help your neighbors in their time of need. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great speaking with you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Polly Mendoza of Neighbor Brigade has been in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. But remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We interview athletes and CEOs and celebrities, but we also like to talk to teens and co-workers and your neighbors who are quietly making an impact out in their communities. Email us if you know someone who fits the bill. We'd love to hear from you. Meantime, thank you to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you for listening this morning. Tune in again next Sunday at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.